0: everyone to this instant reaction podcast following the Buffalo Bills victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers in the AFC wildcard game. My name is Peter Klein thank you very much for tuning in to this one. You can find me on social media Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv PrimetimePK and you can email this show Couch Potato Diary at yahoo.com if you're just tuning in for the instant reaction I do a podcast um, and also it's available here on YouTube uh, basically every day. So uh, hit subscribe, like this video and check it out if you're listening in podcast form make sure you hit subscribe and leave a review so this is all about the buffalo bills victory over uh the pittsburgh steelers and this looked like it was going to be a runaway pittsburgh uh, falls behind 21 nothing and it looked dunsky right like it's it's quickly 14 nothing pittsburgh's turning the ball over and then uh, turning it over again but not really a turnover even though it definitely looked like a turnover um and then all of a sudden Josh Allen busts off a run for 52 yards, and the Bills are up 21 to nothing. And it's like, well, this has been a weekend of blowouts. This one's going to be a blowout. Swig of water for the working man. Um, and then it wasn't credit the Pittsburgh Steelers for for kind of keeping this game close-ish and at least putting the fear of God in the uh, the, the Buffalo Bills. This is a one-score game in the fourth quarter. That that was. Not something that I think a lot of people had on the bingo card when it was 21-0. But I think the big story of this game... there, Because there, I, I think there's a lot of stories from this game, honestly. But I think the big story of this game is this is a Buffalo Bills team that forever, the run game has been Josh Allen. And I just said he busted off a 52-yard run. So in part in this game, the run game was Josh Allen. However... I do think that one of the big takeaways for me is that this is a game that I think Buffalo loses maybe even as recently as last year but certainly a couple of years ago they put together a drive to ice this game away that was so impressive it's 24-17 the game is close and then they start out with six straight run plays And Cook is running it down Pittsburgh's throat. And Allen's making a couple of plays as well. Um, You're getting Ty Johnson in there a little bit. But it was was mainly Cook. And the fact that they were able to run the ball. No T.J. Watt, no Cam Hayward at times or not. The fact they were able to run the ball with that kind of efficiency. And then Shakir puts the game away with a phenomenal run. Getting wrapped up by Fitzpatrick. Getting away from that somehow. One of the best tackling DBs in the league. um, Getting away from him and getting into the end zone. It's just... It's so much of what Buffalo hasn't been able to do and now are able to do all in one drive. That That is not a game they would have been able to ice away earlier on with the run game. Maybe with the passing game, but there has been such a reliance on Josh Allen to just do everything that that is where Buffalo has kind of come into some problems here. I was going to say run into some problems, which I guess would have been a, a bit of a fitting joke there. But this is a Buffalo run attack that is so improved from a couple of years ago. And so much of it, is just on the personal improvement of James Cook. And this is not just running the line and, well, coach told me there's a hole there, so we've got to run into the hole. Um, he he was very patient. He Once he finds his opening, he is explosive. And he was someone who I thought was a difference maker in this game. He, he didn't come up with a big, like, breakaway run here or there, but so many runs that you would deem successful. I haven't looked at the stats yet, but I would imagine his success rate was probably pretty high on a lot of those runs. Just getting up big chunks so that it's all of a sudden second and two, third and two, and then you have a giant Josh Allen who can just lunge through and uh, able to, to make a play, or you have, again, Cook being able to run the ball. This is a dynamic that this Buffalo team didn't have before, and it is a big reason why, while the running game is not the most important in the year of our football gods 2024, but this is a big reason why this the this Buffalo Bills team has not been able to ice these games away. It has been because the run game is just not there. And so drives where you're trying to run down some clock only last three or four plays because they aren't able to, to really get sustained drives through the run game. And this one, they were able to. And it was the biggest moment of their season and they relied on it. And then Josh Allen comes up with a quick pass, and it's a big play, and it ends up in a touchdown. So just a a really, really, really good sign for the Buffalo Bills that they were able to do this in these types of elements, in this type of a game, and be successful in it. And overall, like, the offense looked pretty good. You still have a couple of Josh Allen throws that are a little bit off, but it's like minus a billion out in Buffalo some throws are gonna be a little bit off. He was on point early on, like a perfect throw to Dalton Kincaid over the middle. Um, Tony Romo with a I thought this was one of Romo's best games. Like he go, he looks off the safety, and then as he's looking over here, oh by the way, bump, touchdown, gone. Um a perfect pass to, to Knox as well. I I thought one thing that the uh, both of these teams, quite frankly, but one thing that, that Buffalo has done really well. They're running after the catch is so good. And it's not just run like a, an eight-yard curl route and then stop up and just wait there. It's You you get there and then a couple steps forward and that creates the separation for you. Hardy had that on the big play that he had that um, helped put this game away where he comes to the football a little bit. Patterson was playing off of him anyway. Um, but he comes to the football creating just that separation. And so that gives some of these dynamic players a little bit more room to... For lack of a better term, scoot uh, and just slip away from the the the, the um the, the defenders. So th- they did such a good job with that. But yeah, Josh Allen running when he needed to, um, making some absolutely perfect throws. He is. Like, so many people compare him to to Ben Roethlisberger. He is what people thought Roethlisberger was. Roethlisberger was never this good. Never, 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 never this good. Like, there were... He had a couple of these things where it's like, oh man, maybe he's that occasionally. But to be able to put the whole package together as consistently as Allen does, and I am saying consistent and Josh Allen in the same sentence, but this was good Josh Allen today. This was a great game. I thought he made some really good decisions at times where maybe you could have forced it as that ball is starting to roll against you. He didn't, and he made some really smart plays and helped the Buffalo Bills win this football game. On the defensive side for the Bills, um, it kind of got away from them in the second half a little bit. As Pittsburgh started to move the ball on them a little bit more, it was um, a little bit, I think from a Buffalo standpoint, a little frustrating that they weren't able to get off the field some more. Because I don't think Mason Rudolph did that much. But the, the story of this game... Injuries, I guess, were the main story. Like, their linebacking group was really banged up, and so that allowed Pittsburgh to take a, to take advantage and get back into this game. They were using a lot toward the middle of the field, and then, as the DBs were kind of cheating to the middle of the field, starting to use that to their advantage, get to the outside and get a few more yards out of those. So, I thought, defensively though, this front seven, or front four, I guess I should say. We're talking about the linebacker core being banged up. That shouldn't then include the front seven. This front four was so good. Oliver was a beast. All game long. He was so good at recognizing, I'm not getting him on this one. Let's get a, a big mitt up in the air and blocking passes. He was basically in Rudolph's laugh, lap ball game. If it wasn't him, it was Russo. They did such a great job of pressuring Russo. Uh, sorry, of pressure. Pressur, <laughs> holy cow, pressuring Rudolph and making life very difficult for him. They were not able to get the run game going at all. Najee Harris was running into a wall basically the entire game, and it, it slowed things up for a little bit. So yes, as injury started to mount, Pittsburgh was able to take advantage and move the ball in, but overall, I would suggest that this is a good Buffalo defensive game. They're gonna get Kansas City next week with no linebackers against Travis freaking Kelsey, it's going to be a bit of an issue. So this is going to be a real schematic challenge for Sean McDermott. But you saw, like, he was... Pulling the tricks out early. that There was one play, it was third and eight. Um, first quarter, Rudolph under center. And you have the read over to the right side. There is like no one on Deontay Johnson, except for a, a safety that has kind of shuffled over a little bit, but is giving him like 10, 15 yards of room. So you're thinking, oh, this is going to be just a quick, easy, out first down. And then as soon as he hikes the ball, Hyde jumps over and is actually like running the route for Johnson. I believe, I'm pretty sure it was Johnson. And Rudolph just like that. That was my read, I don't know, and threw the ball away. You're not going to be able to fool Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid in such ways, but the creativity was certainly there from the Buffalo Bills to try to mask some of the ineptitude they had because of injuries on the defensive side. So they move on. Um, I think for Sean McDermott, this was definitely for his job, and he was able to keep it. I, I suppose uh, just a, a good a good solid effort here from the bills not the blowaway game that looked like it was going to be and they let Pittsburgh hang around a little bit and so you still have a bit of a how good is this group with um, with the Bills? But I, I think this is a performance that they can be happy about. On the Steelers' side of things, obviously a frustrating uh, end of the season. With 40% of your sacks standing on the sideline, I thought defensively this team certainly had some weaknesses at times. Um, they got, on that drive we talked about with the, all the runs, they got gashed up in the run game quite a bit, and I don't think that happens with Watt there. Josh Allen had a couple of times where he escaped the pressure, they got to him a couple of times, but... It, it it wasn't a clean pocket for Allen, but he wasn't running for his life the entire game like you would assume he might be with a, a TJ Watt there. So that was that was really tricky for, for Pittsburgh on the defensive side. Um I thought they rallied to the ball really well. I thought their tackling, with the exception of the Fitzpatrick one on Stevenson. Uh sorry, on, on uh Shakur there. Uh I just went basketball for a second. Or sorry, went boxing for a second with Shakur Stevenson. But I thought the tackling on Shakur was like that that hurt. And there was a couple of missed tackles, I suppose, but Um, I thought overall, like, they did a really good job of rallying to the football and making some big plays, and kind of forcing, at times, Buffalo to try to push the ball a little bit more down the field. Um, there's just, with Mason Rudolph, he's definitely the best of the three quarterbacks that Pittsburgh has had this season. Um it does seem like the processor takes a second to go like it's just the the throwing motion is big gets long it's looping and it, it it got there a bunch right like it's th- this isn't a lot of this is going to seem harsh he's not a moron and he he's not just like a catapult just uh, throwing the ball but he is it, it's to a ton of Iowa he is not um, in, in how quick he is getting that ball out. It, it takes a little bit of time to load it up and throw it. And the pass rush was such for Buffalo that they weren't able to really push the ball downfield, but it was so much underneath, underneath, underneath. Even, like, they're down 14 with, like, a minute 50 to go. No timeouts left. It seems insurmountable, but it's 10-yard pass, 10-yard pass, 10-yard pass, 10-yard pass. And it's it's what is so frustrating about some young quarterbacks coming in is that the reins are put on them so tight that it's like, you just don't fuck this up for us. But down 14 with a minute 52, it done been fucked up. So let her rip, my guy. And I get like the defense isn't giving you a whole lot. Doesn't matter, down 14 with two minutes up. What's another interception, man? Who gives a shit? You gotta unload that. And, and I just thought, it was such a conservative game plan the whole way that you kind of had to be perfect all the time to be able to make that because one misstep and all of a sudden it's 3rd and eight, third and 9 and you're putting yourself in some tough situations. Speaking of putting yourself in tough situations, the Pittsburgh Steelers need a crash course in analytics. And I understand analytics is a buzzword and gets the, the some people's blood boiling. But constantly running the ball on first down, and second down, and then just making Rudolph pass for whatever was left, was putting Rudolph in such difficult situations early in this game. Now they adjusted, they made a really smart play where it was so obvious they were just running it on first down all the time, but then they do a quick play action, it's to firemouth and it's for 40, I believe it was. Or it was something big. And that kind of got the ball rolling a little bit. But there, there it was just such a tendency to just it was such a run-based attack for a team that was getting nothing on the run. Najee Harris had no room to go. At least Jalen Warren was creating things out there. He he so clearly looked like the more effective of the two running backs. But they they just they did not put Rudolph I thought in the best positions to to succeed because they were running it early not getting the yards and then it's third and eight third and nine and it's so difficult to run because or th- so difficult to to get the job done through the air because the pass rushers can just pin their ears back and go there's no worry you're not going to hand it off third and nine when you've just ran it twice for one yard um, the you can back some guys off into to coverage or you can pass like it just. It really, really puts the pressure on the quarterback in those spots where if you're able to get a couple of quick passes, look at that, it's third and two. Then all of a sudden, the whole playbook opens up for you. The defense can't just focus on on one thing, and things open up. And so that's why the analytics community has really started to look at who is throwing the ball the most on first and second down, because that just puts your quarterback in a much easier position to succeed. And the Pittsburgh Steelers didn't do that. This is another year where I think the Steelers team overachieved, but you saw in this game like if TJ Watts in there this is obviously a completely different looking group defensively and they played their asses off for Mike Tomlin who is now the longest tenured coach in the NFL that there is no question how hard they were playing in this game um and there's no question the talent on this team and then you see on the offensive side like Jalen Warren's a dude um Pickens is great Deontay Johnson is route runner extraordinaire Friarmouth is just a fire hydrant running across the field like they have a whole lot of weapons out there in Pittsburgh they just haven't been able to get the quarterback right. And it's been a bit now. Like, even the last couple of years have been, we're roof. And it hasn't been perfect since. So, th- this is a team now that needs to address that. But, kind of only that. Like, th- there's obviously some positions of need. But, th- this is th- this is not a group that's going into the offseason with just a a blank slate and trying to figure out what to do. Th- this is kind of, um, this a bit of a forced reference. But, in, uh, at the WWE Performance Center, when someone is close, they have finishing school. Where it's like, okay, the, the these are the last things you need to be a WWE superstar instead of a Performance Center guy or an NXT girl. Um, the Steelers are in finishing school. The, the Steelers, they, they have a foundation there. They just need a couple of pieces to put them over the top. And just needing a couple of pieces when you finish 10 and 7 is a pretty good spot to be. So I, I think... As you've been able to be for the last, basically the entire existence of the franchise, I I think you can be pretty optimistic about where things are going for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, All right, that's going to do it for this Instant Reaction podcast. Um, Admittedly not as instant as uh, some of these ones normally are and potentially not going to be able to get another one up for Philadelphia tonight. Things have kind of changed around here. um, So may not be able to to do that, but for you're not going to need me to tell you what's coming up on the, the site. If you just subscribe whether it's in on youtube or on the podcast like this video just because it helps me um and in podcast form leave a review because again helps me out um if you have any constructive criticism uh, or just want to tell me how awesome I am, you can email me, diary at yahoo.com. Uh, you can get in contact with me on social media. I am at Klein, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm also on Twitch, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK. So i um, not exactly sure if it's going to be tonight or tomorrow or Wednesday, but I will talk to you guys again soon. Have a great night, everybody.